do rooms styled by designers look so good? You look around the room and everything just seems to flow and feel balanced. It's perfectly styled and accessorized and everything is placed in just the right place. You're probably wondering what they did to make it look that way. So when you style your home, it can look just as put together. Well, the good news is your house can look that good, like it was professionally styled, if you follow this really important design rule. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do this. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create a home you'll love. Whether you're a homeowner, a design enthusiast, or a budding interior designer, you're in the right place for all things home and design. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome to today's design conversation about an important design rule. But first, I just want to quickly touch base on something I see a lot online, which feels really helpful, but then in other ways might not be. And that's show and tell design accounts online, especially on Instagram. These accounts or designers do such beautiful work But unfortunately, they do just a lot of show and not a lot of tell. They might post beautiful photos of a room put together and maybe even links to buy items directly from them. Super helpful. But if you don't know what to do with them, it might not be as helpful. And you might have seen some of these accounts online. And I, too, as a designer, post portfolio pictures and showy photos. But what I find is... The show is what's going to grab your attention, right? It draws you in this beautiful photo, but it's the tell that actually gives you the tools and knowledge you need to create your own pinworthy home. And my goal with this podcast is to not just do the show, but to lift up the hood of interior design and also do the tell because the tell is actually what's going to empower you through your design process. Okay, so back to today's topic. When it comes to interior design, I'm not a huge rule follower quote, but when it comes to this design rule, I definitely do follow it. And the reason that the homes in the introduction that I talked about that are all perfectly styled and accessorized and everything just flows, the reason these homes look so good is because they embraced this design rule too. The design rule is the rule of three. Now, first, I'm going to explain what the rule of three is. And then we're going to show, talk about two ways that I want you to use it. First, what is the rule of three? Well, in a nutshell, the rule of three suggests that things grouped in threes are more natural more harmonious, more visually appealing. Our brains actually find it really easy 
to process groups of three. And it actually makes total sense if you think about it, because we were programmed this from a really young age. Remember stories from our childhood, the story of the three little pigs and the big bad wolf, Goldilocks and the three bears, three blind mice who got their tails cut off by the farmer's wife. What an odd nursery rhyme. Uh, Genies that grant three wishes, three strikes and you're out for my baseball fans out there. The Three Musketeers, ABCs, and One, Two, Threes. And even movie and TV characters, Three Amigos, the Harry Potter trio, Harry, Ron, Hermione, Three's Company, the Three Stooges. Even in music, we've got the Dixie Chicks, who are now just the chicks. But groups of threes have really been part of our culture our whole lives. Odd numbers, they challenge our brains a bit. And they're more interesting. The Latin phrase omnitrium perfectum, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, means everything that comes in threes is perfect or every set of three is complete. And when it comes to that definition in design, I think it fits perfectly. Our eyes naturally want to see groups of threes. But maybe you're saying, wait, I thought design is about balance, so shouldn't I use pairs to keep things symmetrical? Well, yes and no. Design is about balance, but we have to balance both symmetry and asymmetry. Symmetry is when there's two objects that are identical or match up. So pairs of objects can feel really formal, and so symmetry can feel really even stuffy at times. But you can soften those pairs by adding a group of three. So for example, if you have a pair of lamps on a console table in your foyer, that's your symmetry. And you can add a group of three accessories by one of the lamps, which is your asymmetry. Now, what about other odd numbers? Can we have one accessory or five accessories? Well, you could, but one is pretty boring and can look kind of sparse. And having five things can look overwhelming and busy unless the objects are a little bit larger so they don't feel as cluttering. Even four things can be too much for our brains at times, with the exception, I guess, of the Beatles, who are a group of four, and of course, we do well with that. Three is really the sweet spot. So now on how to use the rule of three in your home. First, We can use the rule of three with color. So when you select the colors for your room or your home, I want you to think in threes. This is why model homes look so good. Everything flows from room to room. It's very easy on the eyes. It's because the same colors are carried and used throughout the home. Three colors in a room is very complimentary and soothing to our eyes. So how do you use your three colors? Well, the first color is your main color. The second color is your secondary color. You use it, but not as much as the first. And the third color is your accent color that you use sparingly or sprinkled here and there. If you want to be specific, the main color is 60%, secondary color 30%, and the accent color 10%. I actually have an episode, I believe it's episode one, which talks all about this and definitely go check that out if you are choosing your colors for your home. 
which I do want you to do. I also, uh, in the show notes, will show a photo of one of my clients' homes that we did this really nicely with the colors in her home. She had beiges and neutrals, and then browns as her secondary, and then her accent was purple. It was really beautiful when we were done with it, so I'll link to that family room also in the show notes. All right, the second way I want you to use the rule of three in your home is with accents and decor. When you're accessorizing your home, you really do want to group your decor in groups of threes. You could have three vases or three objects grouped together to create a small vignette. You could have three picture frames. You could have two vases and a fun decorative object like a sphere or a large chain link. Those are pretty popular right now. It just really looks put together and is easy on the eyes. It just looks and feels right. Now, when using a group of three accessories, I wanna share with you a little higher level strategy I want you to try because I know you can do it. So instead of having just three individual objects, object one, object two, object three. I'd like you to consider using a pair or a cluster of accessories to act as one of those objects. Let me give an example because again, it's all about the tell in this podcast. In my foyer, I have two vases, one's taller than the other. That's also something important. You want your objects to be different heights in your group of threes. I have two vases. So one vase counts as one of my objects. The second vase counts as my second object. My third object is actually a stack of a couple of books with some decorative wood and African beads, and then a little uh, white candle holder sculptural item. Those three items act as my group of three, even though one of them is really two books plus three beads plus a little white vase. It's really six items, but it acts as one. I, of course, will have a photo of that in the show notes to help you out, but you can play around with this and see what you can come up with. Now, a tray is also a great item to decorate with that you can try grouping groups of threes on it. Sometimes people get intimidated to use trays, but decorative trays you can use on your ottomans, on your coffee tables, on your bookcases, on your console tables, your dining room servers, your kitchen islands. You can use trays and just play around with adding a group of three on them. Again, you can go level one where it's just three specific items, or you can go for level two where you have some clusters of items that count as one and you group those three groupings together. Now, one other thing to consider, I touched on it just a moment ago, is as you are choosing your three items for your groups of three when you're accessorizing and styling, make sure they're different heights. It just adds visual interest. If all your items are exactly the same height, it can look kind of flat. And I do want you to really have fun with this and also realize that it takes 
time. This is something you'll hear me talk about in many episodes is that you need to be patient and just take your time with this. What many people don't know is when a designer is styling, especially a bookcase, but any space in a client's home, all you're seeing is the final photo. You're not seeing the hours and hours of work or shopping to gather all those items, play around with them, and then place them exactly where they are. So whenever I'm styling a client's bookcase, it always takes a lot more time and clients are always a little surprised by that. So when I was styling one of my client's homes that lives by the beach and we did a built-in bookcase for an awkward niche they had, again, I'll link to that also in the show uh, the show notes. And I spent... I don't know how many hours shopping for all different items. Now, I went to Home Goods for this because they have a great return policy. Clients didn't want to spend a ton. And you frankly don't need to when you're styling a lot of spaces. You can really fri- find great finds at good prices. So I do encourage that. But I had spent several hours shopping for d- accessories more than I thought I would need. I mean, I literally laid them all over my dining room table and I couldn't believe how much space they took up. Well, I cart them all to my client's homes and whenever I show up at a client's home with my wagon, they know I mean business because I have brought a bunch of goodies and we're gonna have fun and play around with items in the space. These are items that may be from going shopping, again, at stores in retail stores like Home Goods or whatnot, And also some items I keep in my own inventory, things I buy from my design centers that I'll sell to my clients. But anyway, when Sally comes with a wagon, it's good times. But it also takes time. So designing a bookcase and accessorizing it, it can take hours. So I'll be at a client's house for several hours, unwrapping all the things I've brought. And then I'm carefully placing them on all different shelves and just playing around and seeing what works, what fits well, what combinations do I like. I step back and look at it from afar. It really does help for when you are styling anything in your home, coffee table, foyer table, bookcase, take a step back. And then I also take photos. I always take photos while I am styling. Because sometimes for some reason, when I look at a photo of something, I'll know if I like it or not, like it or not, even more than just my eye. And I think about the movie Clueless with Alicia Silverstone, that she used to take photos of her outfits so that she knew what looked good or not. I do the same thing with design. So as I'm styling a bookcase, I'll snap a photo, take a look at it on my phone and say, oh, I like the way that looks. Great. This section's done. Let's move on to the next shelf. And then, of course, looking at how all of it flows together. So this takes designers, professionals a while. So please be realistic that it's going to take you a little time too. And that's okay. I want you to, again, try to have fun with it. Enjoy the process. And if you don't put the pressure on yourself, then you won't feel as stressed as you're trying to do it or overwhelmed by it. 
Just look at it like a fun afternoon, grab a girlfriend, have her come over, and just start playing around with accessories and seeing what you like. All right, we are at the end of this week's design conversation about the rule of three. So let's do a quick recap so we can talk about what we talked about. So first we talked about what the rule of three was and that our brains are really programmed to like things in groups of three, which is why the rule of three works so well with us. Now, when you learn the rule of three and embrace it when you're designing and decorating your home, it saves you a lot of time and frustration because it gives you a more put together look. It just gives you some direction and guidance on how to style and accessorize your space. And then when choosing colors for your home or room, it looks best when you have three colors, your primary, your secondary, and your accent. So that's the first way I want you to use your rule of three. And then the second way I want you to use your rule of three is with styling and accessorizing. You can do different combinations, different vases, picture frames, stacked books, small decorative objects, have fun with it, have items at different heights, and just play around with it. Buy more than you need. Just knowing that you can return whatever you buy is also pretty important so you're not stuck with all this extra stuff. Now, please, I always tell you to go to the show notes because I will have links and photos of things that I mentioned in this episode. And then your action item hit subscribe. And if you would, please leave a review if you'd be so kind. It helps this podcast reach more people like you looking for help designing and decorating their home. Thanks for listening and keep listening to Home and Nestorations for more design conversations to help you create a home you'll love.